a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now on KSL Plus. Full day kindergarten is like a prevention. At the start of a new school year. So we ended up having to resort to a lottery system. Utah has more full day kindergarten classes than it ever has. It could give those students in that kindergarten space exactly what they need to be successful. I'm Matt Rascone, and this week, why some schools, parents, and the State Board of Education say it's still not enough. I think we do put our kids at a disadvantage if we are not giving them the opportunity to have a full day program. So my role... Um, Christine I, Elegante is the Education Board's K-3 literacy specialist. For our board, um, strategy one, and that is um, providing the early learning opportunities for kindergartners. That's kind of the focus. So I'm a strategy lead on that, um, which ties into the kindergarten space. Utah falls well below national trends when it comes to participation in full-day kindergarten. Studies show it's a smart idea, so why isn't the state paying for it? How would you describe kindergarten in Utah the way it is now? Well, in the the school year 2021, we had about 30% of our kindergartners that had the opportunity to attend full-day kindergarten. Um, And those students were most likely kids that lived in low socioeconomic areas. And that's where the funding has been kind of targeted towards is the low income areas to kind of help them to, to, you know, give them a a jump start into kindergarten. Um, And the rest of the state is half day kindergarten um, where students are going half a day and teachers are working really hard to get all of all that content and everything. not pushed at kids, but it's like a really fast-paced learning environment. Whereas full-day classroom, I spent um, a lot of time last year in full-day kindergarten classrooms as for another project that we're working on. And it's a slower pace. Um, there's a lot more deep learning that's happening in the full-day programs that I have seen. Um, the kids are, are still five- and six-year-olds, and they're having the best time of their lives. They're like a lot of movement, a lot of dancing. I saw art projects. Um, where I haven't seen any of those kind of things in the half-day programs. Because the half-day programs, really, it's trying to get the kids to all know their letters and their sounds, getting them prepared to to learn how to read, and getting those foundational skills built. So there's not a lot of science things going on, or social studies, or those other content areas. It's really a heavy focus on, like, language arts with math as well. How does Utah compare to other states when it comes to kindergarten? 
you know, when we were doing our research for our, our business case last year for the legislative session, we did it online. We were looking at other states, and nationwide, 82% of of students in kindergarten attend full day K. Compare that to Utah, and they say participation plummets to only 30%. And numerous studies show full day kindergarten leads to significant learning advantages for students and higher test scores. If you look at 82% nationwide compared to 30%, that's a big discrepancy. Especially when you look at, like, I don't know if you know anything about, um, our history with kindergarten, but we were looking into it and came across this article and it was talking about, I think her name was Emma Vickers, and it was in the 1890s and she became the first female superintendent of schools. And one of her things she did was to bring kindergarten to Utah. That was in the 1890s. And she got a bill passed through an association that she um, created to like fund kindergarten through the state, through, through a law. That was 1890s. We're talking 127 years, and look at where we're at. We're still doing some of the same things. We're still funding half-day kindergarten, um, you know, mostly through our state, not moving that needle very far. I mean, we've made some gains, definitely made some gains with the OEK program, the Optional Enhanced Kindergarten Program, but that's really looking at a very small group of children, and that's assuming that any child who needs... um, who comes in without the prerequisite skills is coming from a, a area that a geographic location that has a low socioeconomic area. You know, that's kind of where that funding's targeted. And full day kindergarten, the way we'd like to see it move, um, and we've taken a step towards that with the full day kindergarten funding, is we'd like to move it to provide that choice for all parents if they want it. Why is Utah where it is with kindergarten? Why? That's a really good question. (laughs) That's like the million-dollar question, right? Why is Utah behind? I don't think it's been a priority. Um, I think we've changed a lot in the last um, probably 15, 20 years, um, where traditionally Utah was a a place where a lot of families chose other things. Um, Maybe kindergarten wasn't as important for them. Um, A lot of parents, um, a lot of moms were staying home. Um, so that was one um, obstacle, I think, that one obstacle Utah ha- has had to kind of get over um, Over that is, you know, a lot of um, Utah parents, it just the, the family dynamics are a little bit different here in Utah. A lot of, we have a lot of parents that were having the one parent who was staying home and, and they weren't ready for their kids to leave. Why don't we have full day kindergarten for anyone who wants it here? That's an excellent question. Utah yeah. Republican Representative Lowry Snow chairs the House Education Committee. He said he has long been an advocate of expanding kindergarten, but has faced resistance. I think in Utah, we're still conservative, and the idea that we're taking children uh, away from family and from the home for an extended period and that that wasn't necessary. The new data challenges that old narrative about Utah families. We've changed a lot. Um, We have a lot of two-income families. We have a lot of need out there. Um, We have a lot of, actually a lot of people, an influx of people who are coming in from out of state. Um, The second most frequent call that I get as being over the kindergarten program is, where can I access a full-day kindergarten program? I'm moving here from, you know, this state, and we have full-day kindergarten. Where can I get it here? And 
Um, I, I'm like, it varies across the state. And they're like, can you give me a name of a school <laughs> or a district? And I'm like, it varies across districts even. So anecdotally, we know even right now, present day, families are moving their kids to different schools. Sometimes they're moving neighborhoods so that they can participate in this early intervention. Um, Washington County is a prime example of this. They had a huge influx of um, out-of-staters that were coming from California and Arizona um, this last past year or two. And that was one of the things their community was asking, where's your full-day kindergarten programs? So with the additional funding um, and with this additional full-day kindergarten funding, they're able to offer it now 80% 80 to their, their community. But I, and I also just think um, sometimes I think the community needs aren't being heard maybe by the legislators, the ones who are making the financial decisions. Um, and I, I think we're a little conservative a little bit um, in appropriating a large amount of money for something without knowing that the public really wants it. Developing right now more schools all across the state will offer full-day kindergarten in the fall. But there is still a waiting list out there. New special slat Egan. Live and I think that Murray. may have been one of the things that came expanding. up in the last, last legislative session where we were asking for a three-year plan, um, which would roll up the full-day kindergarten funding into a full WPU. And we didn't, we didn't get it. We got a very different type of a bill, but I can see where maybe it's a bill to kind of step our, our feet in a little bit, dip our feet in a little bit to see, you know, do our communities really want full-day kindergarten? Because our approach was to ask for 100% of the funding within three years. We got $12 million, $12.2 million, and it's just a little. The legislature approved $12.2 million for optional full-day kindergarten, much less than what's needed to expand statewide, so districts had to apply for the money. The State Board of Education awarded funding to 26 districts and 19 charter schools and says it knows access to the program will vary across the state. But because we got the $12 million, now LEAs have asked their communities, how are you feeling about full-day K? Are you wanting full-day kindergarten? And the response has been overwhelming. We have a lot of districts that um, had no idea that their communities were so supportive and wanted it. This is huge that now it's just offered district-wide. Her son was selected through a lottery system to attend next year. So I feel like academically that he's just ready for that extra push that you might get with full-day kindergarten. Also socially. Full-day kindergarten has been in high demand in our district. Murray School District is an example. They, they got their letter that said they were getting X amount of funding for this many classes. So they contacted all of their parents and who had registered for kindergarten, and um, I was told within a half an hour, over half of those parents had replied back and said, we want full-day K. They only had 11 parents that didn't, and that was in a very short amount of time. So they filled every single spot in a half an hour, and the other half of the parents hadn't even responded. Murray City School District says even with adding five new full-day kindergarten classes, it still has a waiting list. So we ended up having to resort to a lottery system. So they were shocked 
because they had no idea they had that kind of support or our desire for it. We definitely have a waiting list and, and are anxious to expand the full day kindergarten program in Murray City School District. I hope that we're able to, to gain more funding in the years to come um, because it certainly is a need and parents have expressed the interest. Provo was another example. Provo also was in that same kind of case. They had no idea that their community wanted it until they asked. So now they've, they're running lotteries kind of like a charter school would. Um, it sounds like we just haven't been asking the question. Yeah, and we asked LEAs. Um, we did some, obviously we've done a lot of work preparing to decide, like, is this the direction that, you know, our local education agencies want to move? Um, and they said they were afraid to ask their communities because if they asked their communities, they knew that they would have overwhelming support, but they wouldn't have funding to do anything about it. So then... They worried about having all that parent input and not being able to provide the programs that the parents wanted. I think they're starting now to really understand that, hey, our communities, communities want this. We're working towards getting the funding. It's going to take a couple years, I think, to be able to get to where we want funding-wise to be able to provide it throughout the state. Um, but they're starting to make the investments. Like Duchesne, for example, has never run a full-day kindergarten program, and they're going to run 10 classes of full-day K, which is huge. That's huge. They have eight elementary schools, so they'll have it in every elementary school. And they normally wouldn't have taken that leap, but um, now that their community is asking for it, they know that the funding is there, they know that we're advocating for it, they're willing to make that, that jump and take that risk. You're seeing an immediate impact from this funding. Absolutely, yeah. We wish it was more. <laughs> yeah. So it, the funding can only be used for salaries and benefits of full-day kindergarten teachers. So it's very limited. Um, so it really is going straight into classes. So school districts, schools, they need space already. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's one of the, the, the criteria that was um, that substitute bill. Um, the one that did pass for full-day kindergarten, it, it had four stipulations to where the funding would go. It was to the, the local education agency with the greatest need based on ge- geographic location. They didn't want the funding to go just to the, the Wasatch Front. They were hoping to get some of that funding to our rural areas um, because the rural areas have less avenues to be able to expand um, programs. Um, they don't have the can- bonding um, ability to to bond and things like that to be able to like create space um, and other things and some of them have more space in the rural areas um, because of enrollment. Full day kindergarten is very popular. The organization initiated a survey taken by 1,976 Utah voters. 68% of them said they support the expansion of optional full-day kindergarten programs in all public schools throughout Utah. And not only do they support it, but 69% said they'd pay an extra $5 in taxes annually to fund full-day kindergarten. There is much broader support for making sure every family actually has a choice about whether to participate in full-day kindergarten. Ogden School District invests about a million dollars in full-day kindergarten funds that they're doing with their own funding. They gave up other programs to be able to do that, but they feel like it's a great investment, and they weren't eligible to uh, to get full-day kindergarten funding because they use Title I funds, which are federal ongoing funds. So um, that was a part of 
the bill, and then the last one was um, basically the ability to add add classes. Like, do they have the space? So that the um, those who applied have the space. They have the space right now to do it right now. Um, we had several. We have probably 15 that reached out that didn't apply that were like, we are planning on playing next year. Um, like Edith Bowen Lab School up in Cache Valley is an example of that. They, they don't have the space, but they're using other funds to add a classroom. So then next year they can add a full-day kindergarten classroom. So things are beginning to shift. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope they're, they're going to shift. So in another example, um, Alpine. Alpine's our largest school district, and um, they have, obviously, a lot of growth on the one side and not as much growth on the other side of their district. So they have a lot of room on the one side for where they can put full-day kindergarten classrooms, and they have done that, whereas they don't have it on the other side because they're bursting at the seams. They have so much growth. So they've sat down, and they've, you know, they've taken um, inventory of their schools, and they, as they're planning their buildings, they're can't remember how many buildings they have that they're going to be building in the next couple of years. Um, you'd have to check with them, but they're going to plan for full-day classrooms in those buildings. So their bonds, have, I, I'm pretty sure one or two of those schools, the bonds have already been approved, and they're making sure that those aren't just half-day kindergarten classrooms, that that space is available for full-day kindergarten classrooms. So I feel like we're moving in the right direction. You mentioned that number 30% at the beginning. Where will Utah be with this funding? Um, we est- estimate with the $12.2 million to add 290 classes of full-day kindergarten across our state. And we are looking at the average class size of 23. Um, we know that some of the class sizes might be smaller, some might be a little bit larger than that, but 23 really is an ideal. Um, and we're looking at about 2,600, 2,700 students added. Or not, did I say 2,600? I meant 6,700. Yeah, which is a lot. So that's going to up. But that was with 12 million. So I think next year the ask is going to be for double that amount of money, 24.4, uh, I think is what we're looking at. How much money do you need to fill the gap to offer all children full-day kindergarten? So we were told last year it was going to cost about $74 million to be able to offer it 100% to anyone across the state who wanted it. And we know that full-day kindergarten is optional in our state. We, you know, parents, some parents don't send their child to kindergarten. They have that choice. But um, offering full-day kindergarten as a choice to parents um, we, we're looking at probably 80, 85% opt-in. And we're just estimating that on kind of what we looked at, you know, in districts and how many districts we've had that have had high opt-in rates when they have offered full-day kindergarten. And, and so if you take that $74 million, you subtract um, the $12 million we just got. So 60, roughly $62 million to offer 100%. A lot more. Mm-hmm. It is a lot more. That's what it, it would cost. 
Like you can't recognize your letters, you're not going to learn to read, right? And you've got to have that foundation to set you up for success for your whole life. Christina Pexton is a mother of five and works with the Utah PTA. She wasn't always a supporter of full day kindergarten. They showed me the data that like these kids can perform like like two times to four times better on these end of year testings when they're in full day versus a half day. That was totally eye opening to me. Is this putting Utah behind just in general in education by not having this full day option for everyone? I would say yes. I think it would be putting us behind. We um, aren't, are, we're not giving our parents and our communities the options that they need. That um, full day kindergarten is time tested and it's proven. It's proven to improve outcomes. Um, it's improved. It, it's also cost effective. And not giving that choice to all of our parents across the state, it, it does put them at a disadvantage. Um, we, we're really focused on um, uh, remediation in our state. We use a lot of funding to remediate a problem that exists. Full day kindergarten is like a prevention. It could give those students in that kindergarten space exactly what they need to be successful um, academically and socially and emotionally all the way through. Um, I don't know, I was looking at, we were looking at you know, interventions if you're looking at um, trying to fix this, this problem where we have kids that aren't reading on grade level by the time they're leaving third grade. I mean, we had a huge bill pass, um, the Early Literacy Outcome Bill, um, Senator Milner's bill that just passed, um, really targeting that. And, um, and, and that's going to be great and, and give some great knowledge and skills to teachers to be able to really teach kids how to read and really focus on how the brain um, learns how to read and and really work on that high quality education, you know, instruction and things. But like as far as kindergarten goes, like half day we don't have the time. Teachers don't have the time. There's not a single half day teacher that has that time um, to get it get it all done. There's only ten. There's a difference of ten standards between kindergarten and first grade. And kindergarten traditionally has half the time to get all those standards done. But if you can get those kids reading by the time they leave kindergarten and, and first grade, it's super cost effective. It takes 15 to 30 minutes to intervene on a child that's not where they need to be in kindergarten in a short amount of time. First grade, it takes um, about 30 to 45 minutes for a short amount of time before you can close that gap. But then when you get into second grade, it takes 60 minutes 60 minutes every single day. And by the time you get into third, third grade, it's 90 minutes all the way to three hours every day for a really long time. So if we can't get those kids in that kindergarten and first grade space, it's very, very difficult to move that needle after first grade. So I, I think we do put our kids at a disadvantage if we are not giving them the opportunity to have a full day program. State Board of Education plans to request more money for full-day kindergarten during the next legislative session. We have the community support now. Um, I think we can show that we, here we, we had $12.2 million and this is what we did with it. Um, but there's so much more, so much more. And the want for full-day kindergarten and to have that choice is really important to Utah families. So let's get it done. <laughs>
That does it for us this week on KSL Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week.